The contents of this podcast represent the views, thoughts and opinions of the speakers personally and not those of Tioxan. For more information, please click the link in the episode bio or visit www.tioxantreatments.co.uk slash legal slash the drop. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Drop Podcast. This week we have on Dr. Ash Sony from the Sony Clinic. Ash came on to have a bit of a chat with me talking all things age related when it comes to aesthetics. So we had a discussion around when's the right time to start aesthetic treatments or is there a right time? Is it ever too early? Is it ever too late? Um, And we also discuss kind of who he sees in his clinic and what age they're coming in. And also he gives some insights as to some of the treatments that can potentially be more beneficial and preventative when you do start them earlier on versus those that perhaps doesn't really make a difference when you start them. So it was a really interesting conversation. I hope you guys find it as interesting as I did. Um, So please sit back, relax and welcome to The Drop. Hello, so we are here today with Dr. Ash Sony of the Sony Clinic, um, who's come in today to have a chat with me about a conversation that I think a lot of people have. We know a lot of people have been kind of searching. I know there's a lot of questions that quite often will come on social media, um, and it's all around age and aesthetics. So Ash, I'll hand over to you. Just give us a little bit of an introduction as to kind of who you are and, and how you got into aesthetics. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It's um, it's a very exciting topic today. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Dr. Ash Sony. I am a plastic and reconstructive surgeon. Um, I trained in the US um, after going to medical school at Imperial College in London, spent a better part of eight years doing plastic surgery training out there and became a consultant a few years ago and then moved back to the UK. So my journey um, in the NHS um, was a couple of years in at the Royal Marsden Hospital in London doing cancer reconstruction. When I set this uh, my clinic up on the side when I wasn't on call, on weekends on call, so I set the Sony clinic up. No one knew what it was uh, about two and a half years ago, actually. It feels like a lot longer than that. It's actually not been that long. So I left the NHS full-time in April 2021, Wow! just post-COVID. Um, and as you know, like I'm very grateful for how things have, things have really taken off. I think being a plastic surgeon, obviously in the world of aesthetics and doing a really large number of injectable procedures a day um, has put me in a category where people trust me. Um, They know I know the anatomy of the face. And I think we're going to touch on that today because whenever we talk about injectable treatments, I think it's very important to go to somebody reputable and experienced who you could put your face in their hands. And so I'm very grateful for how my clinic is. I've got two clinic locations now, one in Ascot and one in Knightsbridge in London. Um, I work six days a week. Um, It's very, very busy, but I'm very grateful for that. So um, Thank you so much for, for having me today. That's really interesting. I hadn't realised, actually, I knew that you had a surgical background, but I didn't realise that you were working in um, kind of cancer reconstructive surgery. Was there, do you think there, there's a link there between going from kind of reconstructive surgery and then moving into aesthetics because of the kinds of things that we can kind of achieve with aesthetic treatments now, obviously not to the same degree as surgical, but can yeah. be used in a similar way. Yeah, it's a hundred, I mean, hundred percent it can. I mean, I did, so when I trained in America, um, I kind of came away with several thousand cases by the end of my training and I had done things like 
facial trauma, cleft lip, cleft palate repairs, um, very, very complex and intricate facial surgeries. So my understanding of anatomy when I'm looking at somebody, um, obviously I can see the layers down without actually having to open them up because I've just done so much of it in so many different types of people. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I think um, the experience that I've had, especially in trauma reconstruction, like you say, um, definitely. I mean, for example, when you bring a chin forward or, you know, you're trying to bring a, you know, alter the jaw slightly um, when you're doing certain filler procedures. A lot of that I've done those surgeries. So that a lot of the orthognathic and maxillofacial surgeries when people either have a jaw that's sitting too far forward or sitting too far back or whatever the case may be. So obviously my job now is a lot easier than what yeah. it used to be. <laughs> But um, but yeah, you can definitely apply. I can apply a lot of the principles that I learned back um, over the last 12 years of plastic surgery um, and all those complex surgeries that I did to now in my practice, for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, that's um, that's amazing. That, yeah, as soon as you said that, I was like, I can imagine the link. And yeah, to a less intense and invasive degree. So what I thought we'd start with is... From your perspective and kind of what you're seeing day to day in in your clinic, um, is there a kind of general age bracket that you would say that of people that are starting aesthetic treatment? So, you know, somebody's coming in and it could be fillers, it could be toxin, it could be, you know, anything that they're coming into your clinic for. Um, does Do you think there's a, a general age bracket? of you know women and men and equally it'd be interesting to see if there's a difference actually between mm. kind of women and men coming in and when they're when they're first starting treatments yeah it's a good question i would say when they're first starting treatments it can really vary to be honest i mean i would say most of my patients fall into category of being between sort of early to mid 30s up to sort of 65 70 most of them fit in within that bracket a lot of them will be people who've never had treatments done and i think people come to me for that you know, they pick providers based on level of comfort and looking at their before and afters. And I stress, as you know, I stress very much on very natural looking, rejuvenating procedures where I'm not trying to change people or make people look different. And that's key, right? And that's what we talk about. Um, a, lo a lot of us who do work like that, we talk about that a lot in the media. So I'd say I have a, I would say probably around 65% of patients coming to me have never had any treatments done before. So they're starting off, they're putting their trust in me as a provider. Um, so I get a full, I really do get a big age, age range. Um, and But occasionally you do get people who are younger, you mm. do get people who are older. I would say my oldest injectable patient is 87. We'll probably oh come goodness. on to that later. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I, get, I do get a full range. But I would say probably between 35 and 70 is my like, most of my patients fit within that age category. I know it's quite broad, but it's yeah, it's just the nature of my clinic. Kind of 30 plus. And do you think that's... So the people that are coming in, do you think they're coming into you at that starting point, so say kind of 30, 35 plus, is that because they... Uh, haven't felt the need for any kind of treatments prior to that so they might be just starting to see the early signs of aging um, or is it because they perhaps like weren't aware of what could be done or is there any kind of link between it specifically being that kind of older age bracket and up I say older I'm 32 I do I'm, it's not older at all <laughs> I would say it's a it's a good question I would say both to be honest with you because I would say some patients have just been thinking about it for a long time like genetically there may have been issues from their 20s right like they could have been or even younger sometimes I've had people who've told me their under eyes have been sunken in since they remember 
Whereas I also have other people who are like discovering it, or they've just you know they're they've now started to realize that their face is slightly changing in their thirties. They're starting to lose a little bit of elasticity, or that pre-gel might just be、mm. coming in slightly. So I think it's variable. I get a mix of both. I would say, especially within that age group. Yeah, and I imagine for obviously women particularly, but when we start getting to that kind of perimenopause or menopausal age, so many changes start happening that. Wouldn't have obviously been apparent prior to that. So, do you see quite a lot of women that are coming in around that stage because of they're starting to see that kind of collagen loss and notice those those changes? One hundred percent. I would say a lot of my patients come in with that, and a lot of them fit within that age category of the perimenopause and menopause. And I know, obviously, a lot of us know that you lose thirty percent of your collagen within those first five years of perimenopause and menopause. So, the elasticity of the skin is changing drastically. Jowls are more noticeable. Fine lines and wrinkles are more noticeable.、Um, a lot is changing for people, and I have a lot of patients who come in and say to me,、um, "Ash, I can't look in the mirror anymore. I can't have photos taken of myself, or my kids are getting married, and I just can't look like this." And sometimes they could have gone through a life circumstance. Sometimes it could just be as simple as aging and noticing these things more in the mirror、um, each day. But whatever the you know whatever the reason they're coming. In or what prompted them to book the appointment? It's my job really to get to the bottom of what's bothering them and how we can how I can help them to make them at least restore self esteem and their own self confidence. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of those things that if you you know, so it, aging is a funny thing, isn't it? Because I think it's so、um, it's such an individual thing as to how you、um, how you accept it, and some people you know absolutely. Happy to age and and they feel confident in that and it's very empowering. But I, you know, other people will take a look in the mirror one day and be like, oh "My goodness, this is a very different person to who I remember seeing." And I think that's the beauty with treatments such as aesthetic treatments is that sometimes it can just take a really small, subtle tweak、mm-hmm. that will make a huge difference to. An individual, and nobody else may even notice, but、yep. it's enough for them to look in the mirror and be like, "That's that's what I wanted to see. That's the person that I remember seeing." And it's that, like you said, that kind of boost of confidence. Totally, and that's honestly the reason why I love my job so much. I think the the thing is, is that there's so much utility that you can get from less invasive procedures in order to restore somebody's confidence. They do not. Everyone does not need to undergo a face and neck lift to be able to get those results. And、yeah. historically, that was. That was the option, right? Like people would save up, they would, they would go and get an invasive surgery like that. And now we have so much, you know, at our fingertips, really, to be able to give people confidence without them having to undergo something more invasive. And that's coming from a plastic surgeon, yeah. Where yeah. I've spent my whole life dedicated to operating on people, and of course, I still do surgeries in my clinic. But there's a lot that I can get from. You know, toxin filler treatments,、um, non-invasive treatments that can give people that boost, which I think is. Amazing. Yeah, definitely. I think it's like you said. I think there's been so much evolution of these products.、Right. They've changed so much in the ability to create very natural-looking results and、mm-hmm. be able to do a lot more with them as well. Like you said, it's it's not facelift or nothing anymore.、Right. There's the option there to、right. kind of dabble into lots of these different things and find something that works just right for you. Totally. And I've I've had patients who like had originally booked in for a surgery. Like a face or neck lift, and then I delayed that surgery.、Yeah. They cancelled the surgery because they were so happy with dermal. What dermal fillers achieve for them,、um, which was great. Yeah,、um, I think it's you know it's good that we can be able to offer these kind of things to patients without them having to undergo something 
unnecessarily invasive sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And they each have their place, don't they? I totally. Mean, you know, there's, there's don't, absolute, don't get me wrong, 100%. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that everything is non-surgical, but it's yeah. great that we have um, better products and um, things available now to us. Absolutely. So the next, following on from obviously you saying that the majority of your um, patients that are coming into clinic, they're kind of starting off around between 30 and up to 70. From from a kind of clinician's perspective, um, is there a perfect age to start aesthetic treatments to get the best results kind of long term? Um, or is it really just dependent on what you're looking for, what area you're looking to treat, how you're wanting the the outcome to be is there is there an age that you would say this is the best time you know i don't think i wouldn't say there's a perfect age because i think it all depends on how you feel as an individual when pa- when patients come to me whether they're 30 or they're 60 if they have something that bothers them now then obviously we can there are there are always options for people right like no one's ever too late for something yeah. i don't really think that there's a perfect age i think with toxin, for example, giving that as a, as a reference, I would say obviously the preventative element of toxin, we all know that it will help prevent those lines from deepening over time. It's the reason why I get toxin in my own forehead, right? Yeah. Because I want to minimize those lines deepening. However, I still think that there's no perfect age for any of this. I think if people, if it bothers somebody and they want to start addressing those concern areas, whether it be deep and small lines or you know that they're, they're under eyes or whatever it may be, I think that um, there's there's always there's always options no matter what age they come to me. Yeah. So with with toxin, obviously, like you said, so th- there's a preventative nature to it in terms of if the kind of earlier you start, the the less um, deep the wrinkles will will then become. Is there is there a similar thing with you know we're looking a lot of kind of skin boosters? I feel like skin boosters is a very big thing at the moment, and it's almost this kind of introduction into aesthetics quite a lot of people are having these skin booster treatments do they work in a similar way if you were to start those earlier would you reap the benefits more as you age yeah it's a good question i mean skin boosters specifically have a lot of utility um they've become one of the most popular injectables i do a month in fact actually pre-christmas i did more than i did toxin really for the first time ever and actually that i looked at my my um i audited my data from even last month in june and i did more skin boosters than toxin which is crazy yeah. actually um i so i do i do think there's a huge utility for things like skin boosters for those of you who don't know what skin boosters are they're essentially a product that's made up of hyaluronic acid vitamins minerals amino acids and they've they're basically packed with goodness antioxidants um, and really help with boosting collagen boosting elastin and not volumizing right they're not they're not like a hyaluronic acid gel that are volumizing. They're just giving you beautiful properties to the skin that help give you a beautiful glow, of course, but more importantly, on a cellular level, really help with that aging process. So I think there is utility. Now, do I think people should be coming in super, super young? No, there's not, there's not much utility for that. But when they start noticing signs of changes, like changes in elasticity, changes in skin texture, you know, a little bit of dullness to the skin, yes, I do think there is a place for it. So, and you're right, it is a nice introduction because it's not a filler, it's not toxin, it's it's really just something that, you know, people go on like IV vitamin drips and people consider that as like a little vitamin injectable for your face, which is kind of what it is. So um, I do think there's a huge place for that um, as we as we age. Yeah, definitely. And I think, yeah, it is. It's it's to me, it seems like it's becoming the kind of introduction. And I think, again, like you said, because 
it's not nobody is going to notice a, a physical difference necessarily so you're we're not volumizing anything we're not kind of redefining anything but it's almost like i think someone said to me once it's like a, a glass of water for your skin with a barocca in it or something <laughs> you know it. it's awesome. like yeah, it's that exactly. real real lovely kind of hydration but yeah agreed yeah so the people the patients that you have coming in for instance for treatments like toxin and skin boosters would you say that they're maybe a little bit younger than than the rest of your demographic or does it not really? I don't think it really correlates actually because I have a lot of patients even who are older who come in and we start toxin when they could be 50, 60, mm. 70. You know, like it really, to me to me in my practice, it's, it's more about obviously the technique behind it depending on their age is different. Yeah. Right? Like I can't treat somebody who's 30 the same as somebody who's 60s, who's got lack of elasticity, who's got slightly hooded eyelids. Yeah. It's different. So my technique is different and my approach is different. However, the options that we have are very similar. Yeah. Um, and skin boosters, toxin, all of those things are applicable for the older gr- age group as well. Absolutely. My so, my yeah. mum, who is... Oh, she's going to kill me. My mum, who is 62, had her first toxin treatment and her first skin booster treatment last year. Yeah. She'd never had anything before. And she was like, why have I not done this before? This is incredible. It's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. So the next question that I wanted to ask you was talking about the age that patients are starting treatment. Some are starting them younger, some are starting them older. And I wondered if you have seen a difference in the kind of long-term outcomes of these treatments for those, say if you've got somebody who started their treatments at 25, they started coming to you for kind of toxin and skin boosters um, and, you know, you've been treating them for the last 10 years versus somebody who's coming in and starting those treatments at a later date. Would you say that the outcomes and the results are different for those that are coming in later versus those that have been having them kind of long-term or is, is there not much difference between... No, it's a good question. I think for toxin and skin boosters specifically, there would be definitely a benefit to starting them, not waiting, for example, into your like 60s, 70s to start them. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Mm. And I have a lot of patients who do. But I think with those treatments specifically, especially with the anti-aging and um, the benefits that skin boosters provide, as well as the preventive benefits that toxin provides, I would say from those two combined, those treatments combined, there's definite benefit in starting them younger. And if you look at identical twin studies, which everyone references for toxin, for example, you can see a significant difference over, you know, there's a particular one that came out of Canada where they'd been injecting toxin for 13 years into into one of the identical twins and the other one hadn't. Yeah. And there was a significant difference in facial aging, like lines were softer, she looked more refreshed, she looked a bit more youthful. So yes, there, we know, and having seen many studies and read many studies of, of toxin over the years, um, there are there are definite preventive benefits. So yeah. yes, I would say regarding those two treatments specifically, um, it doesn't it would it would definitely benefit you to start once you start noticing things that bother you, like lines and wrinkles. And, yeah. And would you so would you say that dermal fillers don't quite fit into that same Yeah, I would say that dermal fillers, regardless of what age age group you do whether you're like 30 or whether you're 60 if you have something to treat and an area that bothers you and that you can that your provider feels as though you're suitable for it i don't think it really makes a huge amount of difference some people say cumulatively you'd never let your those areas get back to the way that they they would never get back to square one right so if people started it for example at 30 for smile lines and they sustained that for many years they would never 
have the depth that they would at 60, but that's just because they've been staying on top of it. Yeah. Whereas, like, I treat a lot of 50, 60, 70-year-olds with dermal filler, and you can soften and get them a really youthful look. But obviously, as we... There's no studies to show that dermal fillers themselves are preventative. Yeah. You can use them very effectively at softening lines as, as they deepen with age or genetically. Yeah. Or to give a little definition or to like, for example, the under eye, you can help restore the hollowness under the eyes of people who have slightly sunken eyes um, and significant tear troughs. But at the same time, uh, there's no element that it's truly preventative. So I think it works slightly differently. Yeah. But they're super effective. Yeah. And, you know, regardless of what age people come to, you can get a beautiful result either way. Yeah. And um, I was going to follow up with that in terms of talking about the perfect age to go in and have dermal filler treatments. And are you ever too kind of, you have too old, which clearly, I mean, you said, how old did you say your oldest patient was? 87. 87. By the way, that's amazing. Yeah, Incredible. she's amazing. I mean, she was, you know, she was, uh, uh, well, she is a horse rider. Um, yeah. She's like a very active 80 year old. But I have a lot of patients who are, either very late 70s or early 80s or even mid 80s and she'd never had anything done until she was 80 or really? 80, 82 yeah she came in for her first treatment in first her treatment 80s. first treatment and had we did she did a couple of things to trial it out and then we ended up doing like a, basically a full facial rejuvenation and she looked amazing i mean i mean she was my patient so i can't yeah, of i don't want to give myself so much credit <laughs> but you know she was she looked i mean the the smile lines were softer her jowls were like, you couldn't even really see them after doing a bit of jawline sculpting. And, yeah. you know, you give her a bit of skin boosters, you improve the elasticity. I did some, uh, like the thinner filler just for the really, the, the more superficial lines yeah. on the cheeks. And yeah, she looked great. That's um, incredible. What, so, yeah. what was it that, what was it, sorry, just talking about this patient specifically, yeah. what, what was it that made her decide kind of at that age that actually now I'm, now I'm going to come in and now I'm going to start looking into this i think she's one of those patients that is young at heart yeah and she's very active and very social and i have a few patients like that in their 80s who they they want to look presentable at all times they come to your clinic they're always dressed super well like they're just you know it's it's really nice to see though and i think that was her biggest thing was that she thought about it for a while but just didn't know who to trust didn't know who and thought is it worth it is it not and then we had a consultation and she was like, I want to go ahead with this. So I think it was like maybe in the back of her mind a little bit. Yeah. Didn't really know who to go to. And, you know, and then she started it and absolutely loved it and continues. That's amazing. Yeah. She's that's, awesome. That's the best thing ever. Great. I mean, that's answered all of my questions. So um, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for You're sitting so down with us. Um, can you tell everybody where they can find you on social media, please? Absolutely. My Instagram handle is at the Sony Clinic. Um, my website is thesonyclinic.com. Uh, my clinic is based in Ascot and Knightsbridge, as I mentioned before. And uh, of course, if you're ever interested or want to inquire, please don't hesitate to get in touch absolutely do reach out although you are very very busy so (laughs) (laughs) you can never be busy enough you know fitting fitting everybody in around ash told me this morning he gets up at five o'clock in the morning to go to the gym and then starts a full day of clinic which makes me feel quite ill actually i do you know but you know (laughs) but as a parent you have to be productive right because it's like that mum and dad girl that kicks in and yeah i gotta do it when my kids are sleeping otherwise yeah yeah otherwise um i would never do it so no i wish i had the motivation but unfortunately I fall out of bed and straight into work I shan't be getting up at five to go to the gym (laughs) that's fair well 
thank you so much for coming in. Really appreciate you taking the time to come in and speak to us today. And yeah, absolutely, everybody, go on to social media, go and follow Ash on his Instagram and absolutely reach out if anything has been of interest today and you would like to talk to him further about any treatments. Um, If not, then that's it done for us for today. So thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me.